Hello and welcome to the Car Clinic, a Podaholics podcast with myself, James Pikeway, and Glenn Power from Sandance Tires. For the next hour or so, Glenn and I are going to be talking about car repair. We're going to be talking about what you need to look for if you're buying a used car. We're going to be talking about air conditioning. We're going to be talking about old cars. We're going to be talking about what you need to be doing to keep that ride of yours running. All right here, all on the car clinic. Enough of me talking. Let's get to the conversation. And as usual, we're coming to you from yet another Rove Hotel, this time downtown. We've done three. And I had a long talk with the manager here, who's a big fan of the program. Love it. So he's he's got us on Potaholics on YouTube, which thanks to you, Glenn, the the car guy, the car clinic guy. It's Glenn, that car guy, by the way, mm. if you want to find Glenn on all the socials. And you know, Glenn and I have been talking car repair for over a year now. It's almost two years. Over two, yeah. Yeah, it's over two. Yeah, and now yeah. we're in the podcast realm. Yep. Available on uh, Anchor is wh- where, where we're stationed, but iTunes and all the world beyond that, so Spotify, Podbucket, and more, uh, as well as we post everything up for your listening enjoyment <laughs> on, on YouTube. Now, now for your visual enjoyment <laughs> and, as well. And visual as well. I think that's kind yeah. of the, the scary and fun part at the same time. <laughs> so, yeah. I don't know where that's going. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's um, yeah, it's interesting. Well, uh, people can actually see that it's me now. The people that don't believe me back home. <laughs> well, and no one believes that I do this either. So it's yeah. it's uh, you know it works out really well. Yeah. One thing that I did, and I've, I've floated this. Well, that totally sounds wrong, but you'll get it in a second. <laughs> floated this with Andrew, saying we should be doing the show uh, speedo over at the pool that's just outside oh, of here no. on on the deck. No, Th- there were five guys enjoying a cola, all you know. Speedo mixing equipment with them. There's got to be a way. Or a surface or a laptop. <laughs> so, gotta, hey, we, hey, what do you think of this server? This is the 10 incher. Yeah, we this, got the, uh, after you had the, the, is it the five? Yeah. The pro or whatever. Yeah, yeah. We How got the pro this time. Yeah. Loving and, uh, it. Really like it. So, this is the smaller version, the Surface Go. Mm. The same guts, uh, as in same speed, same stuff, yeah. all the same features, but. It's it's a ten inch unit, like it is. And I got to say, when I first started using it, although this is not tech talk, but <laughs> when I first started using, it, I said it's too small. I mean, that was the first because you know it is a ten inch thing, and everything mm. is smaller, including the keys. Yeah, because Asus is quite small, isn't it, compared yeah. to like the Apple you had before? Yeah, but this is smaller. That's easy to carry around. Oh, and you know what? It, for ninety percent of what I do, it works perfectly. Yeah. Uh, so I'm I'm. I'm rocking it. Yeah. And it's and like you said, it's so light. And the Surface is the Surface. It's not a tablet. Yeah. It's not a computer. I think one of the things that I really like is is just give that keyboard a little try because I know that you've got one. Yeah. And they've really sorted... Oh, that's nice, the feedback <laughs> on the keys. <laughs> Isn't that nice? Yeah, that's way different than the one I've and, got. And, and it's, it's so solid mm. that... It's all. It's none of it's mechanical. You don't get that click on the key on the one I've got. No, it's so not, the, the one I've got still good. But yeah. so that's no, they've updated that's the keyboard. That's a good change, yeah. And it's it's so rigid that mm. it feels like you're on a keyboard. Yeah. Anyway, but we're talking cars. Yep. It's the car clinic. Sandance Tires is where you come from. Yeah. I, I think I sold a set of Sandance Tires, by the way, to the GM here. Nice. <laughs> nice. I'll, uh, I'll expect a call. <laughs> you didn't quote him, did you? <laughs> no. 15 dirhams for four tires. No, I didn't tell him the cost. I just said these are spectacular tires that are being branded by the guys over yeah. at Sandance oh, cool. and they're they're great value and he was like really I said yeah they're 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 doing the right thing we're returning a load of uh, 2018 tires at the minute because obviously yeah. they're going to be no good to anybody at the end of the month so uh, get those sent back factory will recycle them and um, we'll uh, 
we'll start in the 2019. We should get those maybe February, March. Okay, so, so it's it's time to start looking. So yeah. that'll be kind of neat. Mm. Uh, update on the Jeep. We were talking mm. about the Jeep last uh, last time we got together. Yes. Uh, I was telling you about my air conditioning. Nice. That uh, it, it did stop. And the, the big question was, I already knew it was matter. It wasn't, mm. quite, you know, someone said, oh, maybe it's this, maybe it's that, maybe it's low, low on gas. Took it to my guy. And, and everyone always says, why don't I go to Glenn? And, and simply it is, I've been using the same guy yeah. for, for many years now and still working. So yeah. he knows the car. Yeah. That's it. I mean, we, even though it's like that, we've never been really heavy on plugging, right? No. We've always no. been here to help people yeah. out. Some people like to do it themselves. Yeah. yeah. Well, there you go. We're not going to force yeah. anyone either way. <laughs> you know, you come bring it to me, I'll do my best for you, but there's a lot of other good guys out yeah. there. Well, it, you know, the, the nice thing is though, as people can now see you mm. and having that conversation, getting a hold of you on Glenn, that car guy on all your socials, yeah. it's, it, there's, there's something about a recommendation from someone and saying, Hey, you know, this is a guy to go and check out. And, and this has happened. Esther, who was working with us forever on Dubai. Eye, yeah. You still service still, all our vehicles. Yeah, and she, um, uh, her husband, he recommended a friend, got his car in and it's a bit poorly, but yeah, we've, uh, so yeah, like you say, word spreads, but you've yeah. got your guy, you've been, you've been seeing him before I even came to the country. Yeah, so, yeah. uh, so the Jeep 10 years old air, air conditioning was, uh, failed on me. Mm. Uh, it was going and all the telltale signs of a condenser issue. Yeah. Took it in, described what was going on. First thing they said, yeah, it sounds like it could be plugged and I'm going, yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> I Condenser said, or evaporator? Uh, sorry, the dashboard out. Yeah, evaporator. Yeah, the evaporator. Yeah. Sorry, the evaporator yeah. coil yeah. is yeah. what they said. It's the evaporator, and I said I knew that. Mm. I said it was starting to. It, it the, in the last month of its existence, it started to have an odd smell. Smell, yeah. And I went, oh, it's because water is living in there, and. It is not draining correctly, and the list of things went on. Yeah. I was feeling a little water on my foot, so I was like, oh, this is not good. And yeah. then it just packed it in. And, and, it. and the, the, the sad thing is that's not an inexpensive part. Well, I mean, the part is not so It's not too bad, but they, to pull the dash off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and as he's quoting me the price, a great price, I got to say. I mean, I was really happy, but, you know, the car's out of commission for a few days, and you kind of go on. Yeah. And then... You know, then then there was a few other things. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> you're not taking it in just for one, James. It's a ten year old Wrangler. <laughs> well, I usually stock them up anyway. It's like yeah. you know, front brakes needed to be done, and I, I went into him and said, "Yeah, the brakes are a little mushy." I, I said, "Got the back ones done about you know six months ago, so mm. I suspect it's the front brakes." The guy said, "Yep, your front brakes are." How are you stopping? Yeah. <laughs> this is worrying, isn't it? You're listening to Car Clinic Podcast with myself, James Pikeaway, and Glenn Power from Sandance Tires. And then uh, I said, you know, you might also want to check the transmission. Just check the transmission oil. And the guy comes back and says, yeah, we're going to change that oil on you. <laughs> and and the, some, some other piece that's down there. And it's like, yeah. He goes, what, did you just, just store these all up so you can have one visit? Said, Pretty oh, much. Why not? Everyone, yeah. we talk about it, right? To people of time poor. Yeah. So you might as well get it done while they've got the dashboard out. Well, that's it. So there was lots of little, lots yeah. of little things that had to be done, and and you know, major service in there as well. But at the end of the day, as they kept looking at me, going, you know, this car has really been run well. Like it's, and I said, you know, so there's a little bit of a price tag on it this time around, and, yeah, yeah. And it makes you hold your breath at first, and then you kind of go, okay, so over a year, when you talk about your basic service yeah. on a vehicle. I, you know, I get the oil, I get the minor services done, I get the major when they need it. And then, you know, little things go on a, on an old car yeah. once in a while, but I don't have a payment 
it it serves its purpose yep. gets very you to well. Work, gets you here. Yeah, yeah. So exactly. I kind of go, yeah. hey, serving me well. Yeah, that's right. If you if you, um, if you try to rent one, you'd spend two three thousand a month yeah. to rent one, yeah. so, and then you've got to put fuel in it as well. So you know you, you're not by repairing your car unless you're going to be unless somebody comes at you with you know you got to spend forty thousand dirhams right which is like well I'll go and buy another one then no well, that's it you know and well Imtishan who, yep. who the, 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 by the way the car talk guys are back as well yes, so that uh, uploaded <laughs> last week yeah yeah did did you hear the the the, the sort of the mic drop that he uh, presented us with. So this is a man who, of course, likes to buy new cars. Yes. His family has gone out and bought a 2005 Pajero. The same vehicle that he's constantly criticized and said, you know, Mitsubishi this, Mitsubishi that. Man. He's driving one. He's going, you know, this is a pretty good How car. How he criticize Mitsubishi? I, you know, I guess, you know, not necessarily the, his favorite vehicle. And, you know, I don't think he got to drive a lot of them. And, you know... Uh, I mean, look, loves I, it, I, but I he's 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 saying it is what it is, but it it works. Yeah, yeah, they work. Yeah, and they don't stop working. No. That's the beauty. Well, yeah. the other thing he said, easy to get parts, and at ten thousand for a two thousand five that is in good shape, he's saying, you know, I'm doing okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That surprised me that. <laughs> yeah. what, what what cars does he actually rave about then? Uh, he loves his Ram pickup. Yeah, we know that. Yeah. Uh, he likes the Mazdas. He's a really big Mazda guy. Uh, okay. He's doing a Miata, and now you know he's got the CRV and uh, those kind of things. So he's, he, those are those are the two areas that he's he's pretty hip on. Uh, he doesn't mind a, a Land Cruiser. He's a he's a good Toyota guy as well. So yeah, well, I mean, look, Mitsubishi, like we say, they work and they keep working. They don't stop. And they, they, from from our from what we deal with on a, on our show, uh, technically very very well put together, not too complicated, and easy to fix when they do break, which is not often. So well, and that's what everyone wants, is a vehicle yeah. that's not going to break too often. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, hey, 30, what was it, 31 fills off a litre of petrol at the turn of the month? I filled the car up the other day. I was like, something wrong with this now. It's not filling. So and it was in an Adnox, so it's yeah. self-serve. Yeah. And I'm like pumping, and it keeps clicking off. And then I see it, so I pull it out, and I can see it coming. I was like, but it, and then the light was on. I mean, the light yeah. being on as well. Yeah. I was on the 611 driving home and I was oh, like, oh, oh yeah, okay. you don't want to, yeah. So I was like, it's only 165. Last time this was 200 and something. Yeah. So I just sort of checked the price on there. It's 2.1. Okay. Early. It was 240 something last time. So I haven't, see, I haven't filled up. Happy I haven't, days. Wow. That's, that's a big, that's a big chunk. Yeah. I was like, excited. That's the guy. <laughs> I was like, cause it was national day or the day after. And I was like, um, Oh, is this like a national day special <laughs> or something you know it's like here yeah. right? they're so so proud of their national day rightly so so you get all sorts of crazy offers i was 90 percent off in pan emirates so like, oh, great <laughs> yeah, that's great right. buying there curtain rails and curtains and everything yeah. but um no it was uh just the turn of the month the price goes up and down yeah with the oil price and it went went down 30 31 fills great wow. yeah i see i can live with that happy and days yeah that's that's very good so uh, and uh i noticed a few guys on the um so we, we get a lot of um business at the moment and a lot of personal recommendations for myself and and the and the workshop through facebook and um one of the groups that we get recommended by british dads to buy yeah so on there the guys on there saying he just had the car the cafu or the somebody cafu or carfu guys out um, so I was like, that's intriguing. Who the hell, who's this? Um, and it's a fuel truck that comes to your house, 
charge you the same oh, as yeah. rate at the pump and they'll yeah. fill your car for you. Yeah. No cues. I like this. So I was like, no way. <laughs> no way. Because we used to do a similar thing with the cars that were straight off the boat okay. in the agency back home. But we just have a truck come and fill our tanker up. But they charge you more than the pump. Right. But the economics of sending a driver to the pump and waiting and coming back made it cheaper. So... But they say it's the same price. So anyway, yeah, I'm driving around the other day. I don't making any money doing and that. And I saw the, saw the truck going. Saw the truck going down. So, uh, yeah. You're listening to Car Clinic Podcast with myself, James Pikeaway, and Glenn Power from Sandance Tires. So, no need to queue at the petrol pump anymore. There we go. Interesting. Lots of good stuff going on. Petrol prices are down. You know, people are getting cars fixed. We're, we're working. Yeah, 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 very busy. Yeah, here's an interesting one, and uh, I threw it in the show notes. Of course, you haven't seen it yet because I just put it in, and you were driving and walking in here. <laughs> yeah, I can't see because the screen's too small. Yeah, exactly. So it, it's actually an article that I downloaded from uh, CBC. Oh yeah, I saw it on oh, the maybe, uh, email. Oh, maybe yeah. I emailed it to you. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So I thought this was an interesting yeah, yeah. one, and this is part of that technology and vehicles that we're constantly talking about. The, the whole article was going on about the number. So this is in Toronto, Ontario, Canada, talking about the car thefts are up. And one of the things that they've noticed is some of these, most of these thefts are of newer cars and, you know, the, the luxury brands. Hmm. And what they've found is people aren't even having to damage the vehicles to get in because of technology. They're able yeah. to, to activate, uh, the, the vehicles. And so what happens is I didn't realize this, but if you have a key fob, yep. they're constantly broadcasting. Now, when you, I guess, push the button to open the locks That's or whatever, the, the smart key fob type. Yeah. So one that you can keep it in your pocket or your right. bag and then just open the door if it's locked. Yeah. 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 And so they're constantly broadcasting. And then when you get close to the car, obviously you're close enough and it, it picks yep. it up. Yep. So what's happening with these smart key fobs is if you're keeping your keys close to the door, as most people do, these th- thieves are coming to your house. They've got a, a, a transponder that picks up the signal. They're now sending the signal to another transponder beside the car, and that one is activating Just everything. Just amplifying the signal. Yeah. yeah. Same as those uh, Wi-Fi boosters you get for your house, pretty yeah. much. That's how I read it anyway. And I just kind of went, I just went, wow, never yeah. you know, take someone seriously. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> Can you I mean, imagine? I remember... Um, it's, it's, it's obviously with, with the old school sort of central locking, remote central locking, you'd have to press the button before right. it, and it was just a, a radio frequency. It was easy. 433 or whatever megahertz. And that was just how it worked every time you pressed the button. Um, but at least nothing was being sent. But it wasn't you. constant. But yeah. now, with that, like you say, they have to be constantly beaming out something because... So when, when you get you in, it keeps, the car, it keeps running. And, to go. And yeah. um, the, the antennas in the car, they just pick it up and... Yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting one. It's it's. I mean, I know we kind of spoke about it last time about how um, technology in cars, so like the sensors for the lane change assist and the and the you know making sure that the blind spot monitoring and all that sort of stuff that they make car repairs expensive. But how far or how long is it going to be until we get biometrics? Yeah. I think we, we have to actually yeah. jump into that route. And yeah. otherwise, these kind of things could yeah. become more common. It's the same with the, with the uh, debit card, right? So right. it's uh, uh, just swipe. You don't even have to just, just quick pay. You don't even put your pin mm-hmm. in anymore if it's below a certain amount. And uh, I, I remember watching a um, video of a guy that had a card terminal. 
and he'd just go up to people in a queue for an ATM or in a, so he knew they had the bank card on them and just put it to the back pocket where he could see the bulge for the wallet or to the handbag if you thought if it was a lady oh, and it'd just beep you I know, never even thought a about that amount. and you know if it's yeah. something like 20, 20 30 well, that's dirhams it, they're usually dollars even yeah. I mean, would you notice it no. would the average person or would they just think you know, especially if the if the if they do check their statement, which I don't. Yeah. Okay, I do. If you do check the <laughs> statement, but if if the if it was something like you know twenty dollars in um, Whole Foods, hmm. oh yeah, maybe that was me, or you know they put it down as a petrol station or as a service station or something. Oh yeah, maybe that was me. Would you would yeah, you think yeah, to question? Yeah. And then it's too late anyway. Yeah, especially if you're just doing a small amount. Yeah, Ooh. if you go and do if you go and do like uh, twenty thirty people at, at $50 a time yeah. you made yourself over a thousand dollars and it's the same same thing this uh with these key fobs yeah. gonna, these are actually actively transmitting so they're not something even to keep away I guess at, at some point we're gonna have to be thinking about uh shields for them when you're at home or just don't put it by the door because you have you have to be close to it it's to the same it with the old mechanical keys yeah people right. used to go in through the letterbox and right. lift them off the everyone has a key hook <laughs> at the yeah. side of the door um so people start keeping them keeping them with them and uh, I think it must the the quickest and easiest thing to do is obviously don't worry about it and just keep the key with you yeah yeah exactly there's nothing people are always going to try to do this yeah. and even if if the manufacturers solve this problem tomorrow doesn't solve the problem for the millions of cars that have already yeah. got this uh, yeah. technology on so and at, and at this point it's not a widespread thing but it does happen in yeah. some some very densely populated areas yeah, and, yeah. Uh, you know it's it just makes you it's just one of those keep your mind open to this yeah exactly yeah just be aware of it i think that's the most important yeah. thing uh we were we were also talking a couple of weeks ago about fuel tank issues mm. uh, it's interesting that we're talking about cheaper fuel right now yeah. and this is really good <laughs> and, but it's it's amazing how often i now meet people who have got issues with their fuel tanks yeah and that that is a a difficult one. In fact, we we had a we had Andrew in his Tahoe. Yes, and we were talking about yeah, that issue. That yeah. that I mean that, that's a real frustrating one. Yeah, he called me about that. Yeah, it's just taken me fifteen minutes to put eight dirhams of fuel in my car. Yeah, yeah. And um, it was sort of what do you think the problem is? And and you sort of went down things and then came. You know, it, it's it's not a simple tube any longer that just goes into a tank. No, no. Uh, to save the environment from the from the fumes, obviously you, you see it. You know, if you sit, next time you sat behind the car fueling, you'll see the especially here where it's always warm and clear. You'll see the vapors basically escaping mm. on the um, uh, American cars, especially uh, they have uh, vapor recovery for refueling. Mm. So does, does that actually that do happening. anything? It Paper stops recovery. the hydrocarbons going yeah. into the atmosphere. Okay. It's so also safer, thing. you know, if you, not that you're going to, but if there is any live sparks or ignition yeah. sources in the in the fuel station, it makes that safer. But the problem is that obviously vapor is pressure. Right. So, you know, if you blow into a balloon, it expands. Vapor's doing exactly the same or wanting to do. So the way it has to work is there's electronics on board that control that when it depends detects the pressure it opens a valve and mm. it circulates etc uh -huh. so another i mean great but another piece of technology yeah, again, to break. so if the valve sticks closed or yeah. the valve sticks open or the sensor for the pressure doesn't work properly or then it, it, the vapors are filtered through a canister full of charcoal to yeah. purify and, and make sure they, they they you know they're it's all about controlling this vapor basically mm. and making sure that it's utilized because it, it, it it's ultimately usable fuel and um canisters are normally the first thing to block and what will happen is they'll break apart so the charcoal breaks apart and then the little pieces of it clump together and then it blocks so the flow isn't 
right. there, or that will go back with the flow to the valve and close the valve, stick the valve open or close, and then you get the, the next thing is then you notice most people get a warning light on saying the engine has a fault first right, if they're okay. lucky. Okay, that's um, good. And they'll go into the workshop, we'll plug it in, we'll say uh, evaporative fuel system um, purge valve, so they call it a purge valve when it opens when the pressure's too high. Purge valve faulty or throughput too low or throughput too high, something like that, and we'll say, okay, we'll check it out. But in Andrew's case and a lot of other people's cases, you'll just get this click at the yeah. fuel station. You can't put the fuel in. So how easy is that to fix then? If it's a charcoal canister or the purge valve, depending on the type of car, um, sometimes you have to take the fuel tank out. Oh, man. You're listening to Car Clinic Podcast with myself, James Pikeaway, and Glenn Power from Sandance Tires. So uh, no, that, on Andrews, that, I know I have to take the fuel tank out to get to the canister because it's General Motors one. That's that's where it is. I'm so is that just, and I'm, I don't want to point a finger at General Motors because I no, do no, like their products, design, but yeah. that's just bad design. Hey, we're not talking about a two-year-old car, right? Yeah. Andrew's, not, yeah. Andrew's, Andrew's <laughs> had that car and loved that car for the best part of nine, ten years. Yeah, he's, he's, so he's like myself. He, he might as well be Canadian. Every, <laughs> oh. <laughs> every, oh. He's not he's not due in yet, is he? Um, but no, he's, uh, you know, Everything's got a service life. Yeah. And that is a sealed plastic tank full of basically activated carbon, charcoal. Mm. So I've noticed a lot of these things like that about 10 years before you now get to the danger zone. Yeah. Uh, Saying that, I never used to see this problem in the UK. Mm. I know I worked in a dealer, in an agency in the UK. Um, So, I mean, you worked with Volkswagens. Do you think Volkswagen just has a different system or... People were offloading their cars before they would get to you? No, or? I was going to say, I know in the dealer we're normally dealing with cars up to five years old. But okay. in the UK... Because um, you would have seen older cars than that. We had a lot of older cars in there because mm. we offered like something crazy, like 30% <laughs> off on cars that were over 10 years old and all that stuff. Yeah, I like that. So, uh, and, and people with Volkswagen, like with you with the Jeep, tend to keep them. Well, you know, if if I had moved here and a Volkswagen had presented itself at that reasonable price, I'd be driving a Volkswagen yeah, still. Yeah. But unfortunately, yeah. it didn't happen, and I ended up in the world of Jeep. And yeah. now, like you say, it's the same kind of thing. Volkswagen, Jeeps, you own one, and you just keep yes, owning people them. People tend to keep yeah. them, yeah. And so uh, you weren't seeing that, that issue. But no, I mean, it's different, yeah. though, isn't it? You know, climate's different. Yeah. And fuel's different. Well, that's you know, that's another thing. All the additives, yeah, and, yeah, and it feels stuff. a lot different. It's a lot, it's a lot different in how it's refined. There's a lot more mm. rules and regulations determining fuel to be produced, right, and burned in a certain way than Europe. They're completely different to how they are here. I, I notice when I when I'm back home and I'm at Esso or Shell mm. or there's always quite a story about okay what additives have we got in our fuels what cleaners do we have in our fuels and i know we often talk about getting fuel injector cleaner many of the the fuel companies will say hey this fuel already cleans your injectors yeah like we're we've got those those additives inside so you know who knows what else is in there maybe that also plays a role in maintaining some of the other parts yeah i mean there's a lot of fuel there there was a there's a so everyone's heard of top gear right yeah so in the uk um that was that's obviously a big thing on the bbc um but there was like a competitor kind of program called fifth gear which was on a on a a rival tv station (laughs) it wasn't as good they tried their best um but it it just wasn't they never got the same viewership as top gear um i think it's still going i don't know um but they did a test with a using a golf gti for the uh, different fuels you could get that all claimed to have different properties and then they did the high octane stuff um to see what benefits they would get and on the gti with the turbocharged engine it's obviously high uh, high rate of compression for the air going in already and 
uh, a higher octane fuel will help. They did find seven, I think it was seven horsepower difference from one of the high octane fuels to the baseline standard fuel. Wow. Um, driving them one after the other. So they were basically flushed out. They had external fuel tanks for the tests on yeah. the dyno and then they drove them around the track one after the other, flushing them in between. Um, the lady that was presenting it said she noticed the difference. Uh-huh. But on a day-to-day getting in and out of it, yeah. driving it on the road, you wouldn't notice the difference. What they didn't do, and what they, I feel like they missed a trick there, is they didn't go into what that would do on a long term. Right. So, you know, do 10,000 miles or 10,000 kilometers, whatever you want to do, using that type of fuel, and then see, let's see what the injectors are like. Let's see what the flow rates are. Yeah, that'd be interesting let's to pull it apart what, yeah. and take a look. Um, so that's that's something that I can't say I've ever searched to, to find. Like, I can't say I'm aware of anyone that's done that kind of long-term test because that's the only way to know. Mm. That's the only way to know. These fuel injector cleaners are a good idea as long as you're doing them regularly. What you don't want to do is do them too often and you definitely don't want to just do one after 150,000 kilometers and then say, oh, it's not done anything. Yeah. And now my car doesn't stop. <laughs> yeah. Because you, you don't want to cause more issues than you, than you solve. So doing them regularly every third or fourth tank of fuel isn't a bad idea. But um, the benefits long-term... It's very hard to say because there's very few people that stay here in this country for mm. a long enough time with one car. Right. So I, I could be a, you know, Andrew and I could be test cases. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Neither of you used it. <laughs> so <laughs> no. So we need to. So what we need is. So hang on then. So we need. So we need a time machine. <laughs> yeah. We'll go back <laughs> ten years when oh. you and Andrew bought your cars, yeah. and then I'll give Andrew inject cleaner, and you don't have it. Right. You see, this we, this was bad planning on my part. Yeah. You I, have, I thought uh, you were a visionary, James. I know. Ah. Uh, you missed a trick. <laughs> so, could have been excellent. I yeah. could have been sponsored if by... If we invent time travel, I'm not doing that, by the way. <laughs> There's other things I want to do first. What, you're not going to help me with my car? <laughs> no, you don't need help. We've invented time travel, James. <laughs> hey, where do you want to go? Hey, I got another question. It's sort of related to my car, but also a question that's coming up is mm. uh, spark plugs. And I know this is... Uh, perennial question uh, mm. how often do i need to change plugs how often do we need to change plugs and you know generally speaking are there you know you see the bosch high cost plugs yeah. you see the bargain basement no name imported from you know fiji plugs i don't know if they make not plugs in those, fiji. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you're not shopping where i'm shopping yeah. <laughs> definitely not <laughs> no fiji has a big spark plug market yeah by the way I'll try it. I'll have to go there. That's a good one. Though. I could use that on the box. Yeah. So I need to. Yeah. I'm going to look at some spark plugs in Fiji. Fiji. Just need two weeks. <laughs> Family ticket. But but the spark plugs are a big question. And if I go in for a major service, they typically change my plugs. I at least they used yeah. to. I don't know if they're doing it now. I mean, I I should ask because I when I used to go to AAA many years ago. Yep. I remember on a major service, they were always changing the plugs and I do get major services done on my car, but I don't remember. I often, I don't see all the parts any longer. I mean, I trust the guys, they trust me. You know, there's a, there's implicit trust. So they're not showing me all mm. the parts anymore, but I, I are, are plugs, uh, something that get changed on a major service. How often do we need to change them? And, and back to the question is, is the variety of plugs really worth it at this point? Yeah, I mean, it depends on what kind of car you're driving. So if you're driving something quite modern, the spark plugs in there will be of a technology that will go mm. 80,000 kilometers. Wow. No issue. Um, there'll be iridium or platinum, and they'll be good for at least 80,000 kilometers, maybe that's, more. That's a lot. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, it's almost the life of a car in some cases. Yeah. People are unloading them before they hit. <laughs> yeah, a so hundred. When you get to the older stuff, um, they would have originally come out of the factory with a, a lesser advanced. Okay. Um, yeah, I had the old technology. champions in mind. I remember. So you'll have the typical standard electrode type. And yep. here, with the way the way the climate is, the way again with the fuel, we tend to try and not do any more than forty thousand. Right. Um, AAA, as you mentioned, I used to work there, so I know how they used to do it. We had at AAA a AAA service. Right. If you came to AAA, you came for our service, and we right. had a minor service or a major service, and we'd alternate. So you do a yeah. minor service, yeah. then 10,000, you do a major, 10,000, you do a minor. And because there was always going to be 20,000 between the majors, every other one you should have had spark plugs. But on some of the older right. ones with the older plugs, depending on how they were used, we would still check them on the major service and maybe three or four times out of ten, we would okay. change them. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, they do get changed. On the Wrangler, it's a relatively routine job. Yeah. Uh, you talk, we talk, so we mentioned the Pajero with the yeah. Intershawn. That's going to require the intake manifold coming off on the VGN. Oh, really? So it's something where you'll go back to the customer and say, we need to replace the manifold gaskets here for the intake manifold, and we'll need a couple of hours to do it. That's a huge job then for plugs, yeah. whereas I, I'm used to, you know, the vehicles yeah. I've owned have all been... Do them on the drive. <laughs> you could do them yourself. You yeah. get your socket set out yeah, and yeah. boom. Yeah. Wow. So some And that's not just the, the Pajero, but that's just one of the common yeah. ones that we well, see. And that's a, that's a big issue with many cars now, many vehicles. You open up that the, the hood, the bonnet, it's all obscured. Like you've got, yeah, yeah. You've got flashing over everything, cowlings, yeah. and who knows where the plugs are in some cases. There's no wires. It's like, yeah. I don't know where it is. The way the chassis are built now as well, um, bigger crumple zones, so they tend to be bigger. They take up more space. There's less space in the engine bay. Things mm. are stacked. Yeah. They're like high-rise now. You don't have an <laughs> exhaust coming out of one side and an intake on the other. Yeah. It just doesn't happen. There's no space for <laughs> that. cars. Yeah. What's going on yeah. here? <laughs> that's just the way it is. But yeah, so that's an example of where that... You're listening to Car Clinic Podcast with myself, James Pikeaway, and Glenn Power from Sandance Tires. Chip that. So that example of V6 for Pajero, we would then call the customer and say, well, this is extra work required to do this job and it's going to mm. take us more time. For yours, if it was a matter of throwing six champion spark plugs in at 40 dirhams each yeah. 240 dirhams you paid to have them checked on the service so we're taking them out anyway yeah so we don't charge you for fitting them you just pay for the part right. so um that's that's just the way it is it's routine on some and and, and okay. if you've had a major service it might be a thousand dirham bill um but i would expect at least two or three hundred of that to be spark plugs mm. what what are some signs me as a driver that maybe I'm having a spark plug issue. How would I know? Or or wires if I'm driving again in yeah, an older yeah. vehicle. Yeah. So um, how, how do you know? You might start to get uh, a bit of a rough sort of vibration from the engine when you sat at traffic lights mm. or as you're setting off um, from a traffic queue or from the home in the morning. It might not start and run as well as it should first thing in the morning, especially in the cooler weather that we're getting now. Um, that kind of thing. You might start to smell on the older cars uh, raw petrol, okay, because obviously petrol is going to get injected into that cylinder, but it's not going to be burnt, or it's not going to be burnt anywhere near as efficient as it should. Um, so you might start to smell raw petrol. Uh, that's a good sign. And uh, in, in in the modern cars, to save the catalytic converters because petrol damages them, and also the sulfur in the petrol damages them, and also to save um, wasting fuel and putting hydrocarbons into the atmosphere they'll shut the injector off on the cylinder that detects a misfire. Uh -huh. So you wouldn't necessarily get that. 
and they can also if it's a big enough engine they will also shut off a cylinder on the opposite side of the engine if it's a v or further back if it's an inline uh over six cylinder they'll shut off another one to keep it balanced so you might not even get the so um, you're not getting full performance yeah, at all and pretty much for the last 10 maybe 15 years you're always going to get an engine warning light come on mm. and if it's a hard misfire so if it's a solid misfire not just a slight issue with a with a, a spark being a bit weak you'll get the engine light on flashing it'll flash okay. to tell you that's good to know yeah that's very good to know yeah. um it, you talked about catalytic converters i know we've talked about these before mm. they're really important uh, mm. what's the lifespan of a catalytic converter Depends how well maintained the car is. Okay. So that, uh, again, this is a reason to maintain your car because yeah. a catalytic converter uh, is sometimes not a single device yeah. on a car. I know yeah. mine has two. Yeah, yeah. I, I The first car I owned in the UK uh, was a 1991 Polo. And I love those cars. It, this, <laughs> <laughs> They're cute. That, well, that car went 15 years and never had a catalytic converter change. And this is a country in the UK. So this is the UK, sorry, where um, we have in an average town three or four places to change exhausts mufflers yeah. Yeah. because of corrosion well that's the same in North America I mean they're, you yeah. know, speedy muffler king Doesn't is where we used to go here, right? no I've, I, I've had Have both of my vehicles never never so, but in the UK it does and it's again North America because it's corrosion from road salt and, and rain so yeah. um, but you now the catalytic converter on a properly maintained car will last pretty much as long as anything else on the car, really. Mm. It'll probably last as long as the engine. If the engine's well-maintained to keep running, the catalytic converter should, because all it's doing is aiding in the process of converting the emissions from the exhaust into mm. less harmful emissions, basically, to keep it simple. But they can um, get they can get plugged, actually, as well. They can. So if it starts to... If, if you have a misfire and raw petrol goes in there, you will get a, a situation where the sulfur and the fuel reacts with it so a catalytic converter catalyst isn't used up in a reaction it's mm. just there to aid it but if you that's based on the components that it's trying to react sulfur and raw fuel is not what it's designed to deal with so it will start to degrade uh, the heat proofing that's around it can start to fall apart and then it starts to rattle around inside it can twist so it's like a honeycomb structure right. it twists out a line the gas can't get out properly it starts to get really hot um, and then you'll be driving behind this go. person and you'll smell raw eggs because it's the sulfur from the, from right. the fuel. Here we go. Uh, when I, my first Volkswagen Cabriolet that I owned back in Canada it was 10 years old when I got it. <laughs> and I remember, you know, driving with the boys, uh, yeah. one boy at that point in the back. And uh, suddenly I'm getting like zero power. Like I got mm. my pedal to the metal, foot to the floorboard, and it's not moving. <laughs> and I'm going, what? It, oh, come on. <laughs> and, you know, limped into a garage yeah. and said the guy's guys I got a problem the guy puts it up and says yeah your your catalytic converter is done yeah and you need a new one yeah. and this car will not move without one and you know they, what are the options you know cut it out but okay but you you need it in there yeah yeah and so you have no choice yeah and they they're precious metals yeah typically you're talking platinum titanium yeah. so they are expensive yeah, so it was uh, not a pleasant day but that was it uh, no. was an interesting thing because I had no idea what was going on Full revs, it was working, but nothing. Yeah, as soon as you're trying to put... I mean, it's like, you you know, you did the marathon last time. So yeah. if someone had said, right, you can run the marathon, but you can only breathe in. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah, what are you talking yeah. about? What? <laughs> so uh, that's basically what's happening. When the, when the catalytic converter is blocked, the exhaust yeah. gas can't go anywhere. And at that point, the the car starts to heat up yeah, and, yeah. and all sorts of things. Yeah. It's, it's not pleasant. No. Oh. 
which brings us to a, a great, great, great question about buying used cars. The used mm. car checklist. If, uh, if, and I, I've seen more and more of this as I've been around a few garages. Just I don't know why I'm around garages, but people are talking about, hey, can you inspect a car for me? Someone wanted, mm. and, and actually at, at the last place I was at, getting the old Wrangler fix, two people came in to yeah. get car inspections yeah. done. And, you know, we're sort of looking around and, and, and the, the conversation is a lot more people are buying used these days yes. because just cost and economy and jobs and, you know, longevity and cars are being made better. Yeah. So they're lasting longer. Yeah. So suddenly they're, they're becoming viable. If I'm buying, if I'm considering buying a used car, used car or someone is considering buying a used car, mm. whether it's from the dealer or from, you know, from Jack down the road. Yep. What are some of the things you as a mechanic would recommend I look at before I make that decision if I'm going to then bring it to someone like yourself to get that inspection done? The first thing I would do is ask them if you're okay to get it done. Okay. So the first question to approach them with is, can I take this to my workshop that I would use it, that I would use for servicing, mm. uh, and ask them to check it over before I buy it? If the answer to that is no... Thank walk, you for your time and walk, walk away. away. Yeah. Um, if they ask, if they ask the, if you ask the question, and they say yes, then you're onto a winner already. Um, quick things you can check is uh, that will give you an idea on how the car has been maintained. Check the tires, so don't just go and kick them. <laughs> I don't know people. I, I, don't I know. see people do that. Why kick that? the tires. Well, I mean, if if the wheel moves when you kick the tire, yeah, you want to leave the car alone. But how often is that happening? So um, just just check the t- the tires. Um, for, you're looking for where, basically. Yeah. Check how we're, we're looking for. You're listening to Car Clinic Podcast with myself, James Pikeaway, and Glenn Power from Sandance Tires. Are all four matching? Hmm. Or are they at least matching across an axle? So are the front matching the front? Okay, and if and they're right, not, the there's right. an issue. It shows you that they've kind of done kind of what I would call breakdown maintenance. So they've fixed the car when they've had to. So if a t- if tire's worn out or failed the test or had a puncture, they've replaced one. Um, you should, and you, and like, let's be honest, when you've got tires, you get a puncture and you've got to replace the tire. You replace the other one on the axle. I would I, always I, recommend that. I can't imagine why you wouldn't because one could be worn, one won't so be worn. So this is why I'm yeah. saying if you find a car that's got on the front left a Michelin and on the front right a Bridgestone and the Michelin's two years old and the Bridgestone's six months old, okay, and then you go to the back and it's the same, okay, well, they've obviously had a situation where they've repaired or replaced parts on the car when they've had to rather than doing their basic maintenance because they want to. Um, So that's a good sign. A a Google search will will talk you through all the markings on tyres, but we could maybe maybe put something on the website and put a link on the youtube yeah potaholics.com um, is where our where we're our yeah, web space so we'll is maybe um we'll do we'll yeah. go and annotate a picture of a tire okay. to give people an idea but there's sizes make sure the size matches what's on the size guide on this so it's mm. normally on the door jam as you open or close the door and they're always there and if it's missing the that's flat. another thing to again be, yeah. ask questions about but hold on make sure the sizes are all the same make sure that front and rear might be different that's fine but make sure they match what it should have on the car and the date of the tires mm. this is the quickest thing you can do um check if there's a service sticker there so when they've had it serviced if you bring your car to me i'll put a stick on the door telling you when i'd serviced it when the next one's due yeah um has it been serviced is it up to date um ask ask for the service history if there's a service book still present with the car ask for it 
Um, if they haven't got anything, but they know the name of the garage they took it to, yeah. take a note of that. Um, but these are just things to do. The, the, the biggest and most important thing is getting it in to get someone to check it over for you. Yeah. Um, that That's the biggest thing because it can be quite a dangerous thing. You know, you open a bonnet to have a look at something and it falls down <laughs> on your head. Yeah. You know, these are these are the reasons that car manufacturers went away from making bulbs easy to change and making batteries easy to find and making engines easy to understand from looking at them from overhead. They cover them up to basically yeah. make it a bit so, harder and so a bit safer. What is it about that, that that bulbs and especially you know headlamps they're not easy to change on cars anymore. Technology changed a little bit, so you're talking gas discharge. Yeah. So you got xenon and, and those kind of bulbs. So they deal with high voltages. So it's really not safe for the average person with no prior knowledge to yeah. go in there rooting around. Because what you might find is someone will put the lights on, go to the front of the car, say, oh, it's the, this right-hand side one that's not working. They'll go in under there while they've left them on. Yeah. And if you do that with the Xenon one, there's a lot of voltage there. Ah, you can potentially okay. get electric shock. I also, like that. I said, there's a lot less space in engine bays now. Engines are getting extra things bolted onto them. There's extra electrics, there's extra sensors, there's turbo pipes. There's a, there's a lot of things on engines now that mean there's less space. Mm. There's more electronics on cars in general, so there's more fuse boxes. They yeah. tend to be at the front of the engine bay right behind the headlight because they're getting cooled by the air coming through. Yeah. So they just make it difficult in that regard but it, a lot of it is down to to health and safety um if anyone read the manual that came with the car nobody i don't know if anyone ever has <laughs> i don't think anyone does i mean they, they should though volkswagen used to do the manuals and there'd be the big thick one and then there'd be a separate one for the radio yeah <laughs> because yeah, they realized yeah, yeah. there's no point putting the radio one in the big one because no one's gonna read it yeah so do a separate one for the radio and that's all they used to read um and uh when we used to do our technical training it used to be um, the amount of times the trainers used to say, you know, most of the questions you get asked by a customer will be in the manual. Yeah. If they read the manual, they'd know the answer. Um, yeah. So, yeah, but the biggest biggest thing that I say is, is the bulb thing, right? Because okay. you've got to go somewhere to get it changed. Right. So that's just one of the changes that's happened. Batteries are inside cars now, yeah. keeping them cooler because that's just safer and there's no space in the engine bay. and. Yeah. These things that we used to be able to do at home on your driveway. You can't do it. Can't do them now. Back to used cars. Mm. Uh, if you're taking it in for an inspection somewhere mm. and that that garage, that workshop isn't going to put it up on a hoist, they're not doing a good inspection. They're not doing anything. They're not doing anything. <laughs> and I actually, and I, so I was standing there at, at this garage and, and you know, people came in to get the car inspected. And the first thing they said is they're looking around going, I don't know if we have a hoist to put it up on. We yeah. can't inspect a car. We, you know, it, was the, it was the end of the day. Yeah, yeah. It was like 6 p.m. The yeah. garage is getting ready to close. So they've got you know vehicles that have been rolled in. And, yeah. and I say, we can't do an inspection if we can't get it up. We have to be able to look at yeah, yeah. it. No, I'm not going to charge anyone for inspecting a car if I don't inspect it. And you yeah. can't do that without lifting it up. You've got to lift it up, uh, get underneath, check every single component a pre-purchase inspection at the end of the day you know if i check if you bring a car to me and i check it before you buy it yeah and two weeks down the line you say the engine's yeah. just fallen out on the road and i can't move and i've got the police here towing it out of the way for me why did you not notice the broken engine mounting yeah. or you know i'm driving along and uh the back wheels have fallen off why didn't you notice the collapsed wheel bearing it's like i've got such a responsibility there not only in the first case of a duty of care to keep the car and the road users safe, but also you're about to buy something with your own, your own money. Mm. And I, I, I need to make sure that you're not wasting it. 
Um, so you need to do it properly. It needs to be done properly. And uh, it's, as in, it's as thorough a check as you'll get. Um, in fact, you know, it's probably the only the only time you're going to get a more thorough check is on a major service. Yeah. Which is, you yeah. That's, that's pretty yeah. good. Yeah. And they, so they take a little bit of time. If it takes five minutes, it's not a really good. No, no. You want to be spending an hour or two, depending that's, on the car. Yeah. Yeah. If it's a four-wheel drive, you might be, a couple, you know, with automatic gearbox, you want a couple of hours for that. And what kind of cost do you figure I should factor in if I'm doing this? Uh, there are there are people that are out there that charge up to 500 dirhams for this. Okay. Um, Which sounds pretty reasonable if it's a couple hours of, t- of a couple time. A hours time and, you know, you're about to spend 70 grand on the car. That's yeah. not bad, is it? Um, You're listening to Car Clinic Podcast with myself, James Pikeaway, and Glenn Power from Sandance Tires. Uh, but we charge 149 Wow. That's what we charge. Uh, you know, it's a new business. It's not going to be like that forever. But right now we charge 149 No immediate plans to change that. Um, but even if we doubled it, 300 dirhams or something. But anything between good value. 150 and yeah. 500 dirhams is, is pretty much where we are especially in, in Dubai I know people are, are listening and they're going so Sandance Tires how many outlets do you guys have? yeah well we've got uh, <laughs> eight now yeah, that's pretty good yeah so uh, Rack Ajman Sharjah three in Dubai so we've got one in Umrah Mall one in Alcuz one in Hesse Street and then we've got one in uh, on Yes Island and one in Masafa wow so you can find us pretty much anywhere yeah, nice yeah it's interesting also when you when you start looking at at the different cost structures as you go across different workshops yeah. the agency i mean that's that becomes a perpetual conversation isn't it why is the agency this price why does uh, you know an independent workshop have that price and there's a lot of angst well we're <laughs> going to see some changes i think from the agency service side oh i really think we will because we did the ex- we had the exact same thing in the uk we had we don't have an Opley in the UK, so mm-hmm. the Volkswagen workshop I worked at, someone could go into a neighbouring city and there'd be another one. It wouldn't right. be the same owner. Ah, okay, totally so different might... family. So we were well, in, in Montreal, same kind of thing within yeah. within the city. Yeah, you could. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you, you don't just go and buy if you're going to go shopping for a Volkswagen. You don't just go to one dealer. You yeah. go to three that's or four. It. Yeah, um, and it worked like that. So we had a lot of competition, and then what we found was there were a lot of independent workshops with specialist techs. Right. So they would offer the same apparently level of service that we could offer, but I like that word you threw in there. Apparently, <laughs> they're obviously you know, yeah, uh, yeah, and then and they'd offer it less. So Volkswagen came up with menu pricing. So we had mm. a huge cut. If we take an example of a timing belt, so we used to do timing belts on diesel engines, and they'd be sort of five or six hundred pounds to okay. get done, parts and labour, and we were doing them left, right, and centre. I remember as an apprentice starting and thinking, oh. I don't want to. I don't want to do a timing belt yet. I'm not ready for that. I was, it was one of those jobs where I was. T- In fact, the first time I ever did one, I had to get someone else to come and turn the key. I didn't want that. I didn't really? want to start the I, car. I can imagine yeah. that. So I mean, it's a big thing when you. There's a lot at stake. Yeah. Has it been weighted the correctly? Engine, the engine and, can fail, right? Yeah. So, um, but we were doing them left, right, and center to the point where I had to get on them as soon as I could. Really, as soon as we brought the price down. So we brought the price down to a menu price, which meant that any car you could come in, and it was a set price, and there was two or three in the range of prices depending on the engine size but so from 600 to 270 say wow all of a sudden we stopped doing them really we just stopped doing them and it was just the fact that i think the fact that people thought well hang on a minute if they're charging 270 the guys down the road are charging 200 there's not much difference in it. I'll just go down the road. Uh-huh. Okay. And there's a big, it's, it's almost like uh, yeah. reassuringly expensive at 600 pounds, right? Yeah. But here, 
because, as we know, new cars aren't selling. Right. They've got to get money in from somewhere. It needs to be the service department. But the, because they're not selling new cars, there's less cars going back to them under warranty. They're going mm-hmm. out to the people like mm-hmm. us, to the competitors, right. the independents. So they're going to have to start to bring the price down. They're going to have to start to bring the prices down to maintain the volume. Yeah. Um, so I do think there's going to be a difference. I feel for dealerships because... That's the, the bread and butter is getting us to come back and yeah, get our cars repaired. The cost of training the staff, oh, the cost of putting the lights on, these aren't just... Maintaining those workshops. When you walk into a, an agency's workshop and you look around, you kind of go... <sighs> well, Volkswagen, as we're talking about them, right, and I know from my experience, we used to have an audit every year. The brand would, the Volkswagen Group, would send an auditor from the head office to our workshop and they would take a random snapshot of invoices from warranty and retail. They would take a random number of special tools. They'd have a look around the workshop. They'd go and watch somebody do a job and they would mark us on every single thing. If we didn't have the right special tool, fail. If we didn't have the car lifted in the right points according to Volkswagen factory instructions, fail. If we had a wrong information on the job card, we'd fail. And it costs money to keep up with those standards. If the lifts we were using were out of date, yeah. we'd fail. So we'd have to spend a lot of money keeping up with those standards. The, the staff um, were paid quite well. They were trained constantly. Um, and we had a level of, of service to, to give, and that cost money. So in that case, we had to charge to our customers that would appreciate what we offer them, and they would be happy to pay it. Here, it's the same. It's no different. They've got a huge. I mean, you got you know. Have you been to the? You've been to some of the big new workshops out there. Oh, they're, they're, the, the Volkswagen Body Shop in uh, DIC is ridiculous. Yeah. It's it's yeah. the most amazing facility I've ever seen. I, it's I, huge. I love going over to the, um, the the folks over at Bentley and checking oh, out the Bentley the McLaren. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. And again, sort of, you know, that's up in the industrial zone, but you've got to pay for that. Wow. Got it's, to pay for that. you know, it's, it's just phenomenal looking at that workshop. I mean, if someone's got a Bentley and they're complaining about the service charges, <laughs> then there's something wrong. <laughs> but, you know, I'm, I'm not going to s- sit here and say that the dealerships don't give a good service because I think they do. I think yeah. they're just tarred with this brush of, oh, well, I can get it half the price down. I'm yeah. sure you can, but they've got head overheads right. to pay. So it'll be interesting times to see what's happening. But I think they're going to have to bring the prices down. Yeah, yeah. And Which is, it becomes interesting. Yeah, yeah. If they're not selling cars, they've got to make the money somewhere. And we're getting busier every day. Wow. So their cars are coming from somewhere. And the amount of cars I'm seeing that are 2015, 2016, coming out of warranty. Right. That's a loss to the workshops, yeah. the, the main agency workshops. So they're going to have to do something with it. Yeah. yeah, interesting. I mean, that's that, that becomes that conversation that a lot of folks have. And then finding the reliable workshop where the folks are going to be sticking around, where I know who they, they are, yeah. where I can come back and say, hey, Glenn, you yeah. know, I, I came here a year ago. I'm glad to be back. Or, you know, the, the work you did was, was fantastic. Or if they're not happy with something, come back and say, hey, you know, it was, thanks for doing the job. But yeah. I think there's a problem. Well, I, I, I know from... From my own experience, and you know as well as as, as that, you know, the, the t- over two years we've been doing this on the radio and now podcast, I've been at three different places. Yeah. For various reasons. Um, yeah. None of them have sort of, none of them have been situations that I could have avoided. Yeah. Um, but so if you were coming to the place that we met at first. Yeah. Or you were someone that was coming there. Um, and then I left. And you went back and I wasn't there. Would you carry on going? Could you find me? Do you know where yeah, I've gone? Yeah, exactly. And I'm not the only person that's in that situation in this, in yeah. this, um, in this well, 
life we live here. That was one of the big things, you know, I, I, we've, we've been talking about, I get my, my work done at Rage Performance Garage mm. with, with Sam. Sam, yeah. And I walked into Rage the other day, you know, called him up and said, hey, you guys are still in the same place? Yeah, yeah we're still in the same place. Okay, I need uh, to bring the Jeep in. Okay, bring it in. I drove up to Rage and, you know, it's Elk Host and yeah. it's an industrial area. You I mean, you, you've been yeah, by. I'm in there. And, you know, there's nothing special about the garage, but they do great work. Yeah. I walk in. And I'm looking around, it's all the same faces. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's Sam and there's and five guys. And it's, I recognize, they recognize me. I recognize them all. I, and it was for me at that moment, because when I called them, I said, you guys are still fixing cars? Which is a silly question to ask you answer the phone. <laughs> but I, I hadn't been in a little bit. Yeah. And there's that question, you know, is it the same reliable service? Can I expect the same things? Yeah, is Sam still there? Is and, the guy still there? Yeah. Is the team still together? Yeah. And it was the team was still together. And actually, this time, one of the other team members called me back, who I always deal with. Uh, Sam was busy doing whatever yeah, yeah. he was doing. And yeah. I was ha- I, I didn't have an issue speaking with this guy. And because I know, you know, who yeah. he is, and, and there's, a, there's a relief. Yeah. No, that was one of the things with AAA, right? I was there for four years. and, and uh, We probably ran into each other. Maybe. Okay. I was in the Alcoos one. You probably went to the Rashadir one. Yeah, I did go to Rashadir. It's not there anymore. I know. I, that was a sad yeah. day when they were moving. Yeah, that that really anymore. threw me on on, yeah. an, on an edge because where am I going to get my car fixed? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so they're not there anymore. Well, I was I was at uh, another garage out there. I can't even remember the name of it right now. Uh, but it was out there before that mm. that I was going to that I then moved over to AAA, which is now also gone. Uh, so that's I was at, uh, maybe it's called Sam's or something. I don't, I don't know. Sure. I don't know. There's one of those, yeah. So I, yeah, but uh, when I was there, I remember um, the, the general manager at the time. Uh, oh no, it was Max's Max's Max, garage. Uh, yeah, I used yeah, to get yeah. done Max, at Max's yeah, yeah. in Rashadia. Right, yeah. Now there's one yeah, over by Valcuz, yeah, which I, AAA, yeah. which I don't go to because yeah, I want you, right? it was too far. Yeah. It's, it's not far, but it's further than you were doing. And you've yeah. got other options closer. Yeah, yeah. So no, but uh, I remember the GM uh, Frank Murray. His name. He said to me, "Look, knuckle down. You've got a job for life." And I was like, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. And all the staff there, there were some of them that had gone over the gratuity <laughs> period. Like, it's 25, 26, 30 yeah. years. Yeah. 50, I think there was, obviously while I was there, we hired people. We expanded a little bit. We hired people, but they're still there. Yeah. Well, yeah. Let's say, I mean, it's it's familiarity. You want someone, like, you know, why I keep going back to Rage? Because, you know, Sam yeah. knows my heart. Do I want to drive into Alcoz? Not really. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, look, the simple, the simple, the simple fact is, no, you don't. It's, no. it's a car park, right? You've I, got like a 20-minute window. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, there is. I have a time when I know, okay, I've got to go, and it's like middle of the day. Okay, yeah. you can drop me at the Metro. That's yeah. going to work. It, but yeah. at 5 o'clock, forget it. At, yeah. at 8 in the morning forget can't it can't get in the mornings you can't get out at lunch time so people <laughs> yeah. finish early to pick yeah. the kids 3 up 3 o'clock not so, working now so you know but but I keep going back because like you said job for life and uh, I'm one of those people I'll keep yeah. bringing my car back to you yeah big believer in it and I know it's, it sounds crazy because I'm not exactly uh, being the most stable with but, employment but, but people follow you around so I'm talking people about Esther people me around exactly yeah exactly you know, yeah so she's been to all three of them she was gutted when you moved she says I, I called I got someone else I don't know what's going on I say no he's moved yeah, well, I, I get, this. so I get this right so I get people that, <laughs> that have contacted me and found me and you know they, they've, they've said oh you know you're still doing cars oh I heard about you you've moved to Sandan's Tires I was like yeah, yeah. He said, oh, are you still doing service and repair yeah why oh, Sandan's Tires I thought you just did tires. It's like, no, 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 no that's just the name. Don't worry. Yeah. So that's going to change to auto center soon, hopefully. But um, 
it's it's like you say. I got one for you. Sand dance tires and a whole lot more. We've got to pay. We've got to pay for it. I'm thinking neon signs here. <laughs> Landing planes with it. <laughs> too big. Um, so how about sand dance tires and just me going with a, 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 <laughs> what, what <laughs> physically you yeah, all day no, with, with an air a hand. Oh, like, oh you I, mean a mechanical? Yeah, mechanical. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Get some of those blow things. Yeah. Like that. Um, no, it's yeah. Um, yeah, people have followed me around, and which is you know. and why are they doing it? Familiarity. I know what I'm going to get. Yeah, Whether they, you're at Sand Dance or wherever, yeah, I know I'm going to get the same quality yeah, service. But I, I'm a big believer in it. We've said it at the start of the show as well. We don't do plugs really. And no. if you've got a workshop that you go to that you trust, don't yeah. don't change it for the sake of you've heard the next best thing. Yeah, you know it's we we've so we've we've got a, a newborn baby at home. Yeah. And we're trying to get her into a sleeping routine. So we're following one routine. Now, we're not going to change after six weeks because it's not working. It's a yeah. six-week-old baby. Yeah. Give it time. We're not going to change to yeah. someone else. We're not going to pay another $50 for another training course exactly. for this. Yeah. Stick out. If it's working, stick with it. Yeah. And don't, don't change out because, oh, well, this one's better. But what I always like to say is, you know, you talk around and when you're finding out where all your friends are going, if you're happy with where you are, stay. Yeah. If your place changes, because sometimes places yeah, yeah, change, yeah, changes, then yeah. you got another option. Yeah. You say, oh yeah, I heard you're going here. You're still happy. Yep. Okay. I'm going to give them a call and try yeah. it. I mean, I, I would definitely say, um, stick with what you know, as long as you can trust them, as long as you're happy. Any questions you've got about things they might have recommended to you, then send us an email. There we go. We'll answer it. Glenn That Car Guy is where you can find him on all his socials. Glenn That Car Guy. Glenn uh, at glennthatcarguy at gmail.com. Yeah. So it's very simple. Yeah. We're Potaholics with a K. You can find us on Gmail, potaholics at gmail.com. Potaholics on all of the socials. Yeah. And uh, Glenn, I think we got to wrap up the car clinic for another week. See you next week. We'll do it really soon. Ciao. Thank you. You've been listening to the Car Clinic, a Potaholics podcast recorded at the Rove Downtown in Dubai. Every week at about this time, we talk about car repair. If you've got a question you want to get to us, email us, potaholics, that's potaholics with a K, at gmail.com, or find us on the socials, Instagram and Twitter, potaholics, that's potaholics with a K. Thank you very much for listening. We'll talk to you again really soon.